Hey there. Hi, everybody. I'm Gretchen. I'm Camille. Once again, we're starting over. We're back here. We're so happy that y'all are here. Thank you so much for all of the listening platforms that you jump on and support us. Again, as everybody says in this business, if you will like, subscribe, subscribe. and share. That's right. Jesus would be really happy. <laughs> We'd be happy too. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Well, I was kind of thinking uh, moods. Look, I, I think we, we talked about starting over and kind of changing your mood and moving forward every day, but really the consequences and the impact of negative moods. And if you have mm. like a resting, they call it a resting bitch face or a resting mood set, I call it. Mm. Those are my little coin phrases is if you live in a resting mood set, like some men, you know, unfortunately, like they, they live in anger. Yeah. They're just angry all the time, you know, and so they're not really able to process that. And a lot of men that are angry don't feel good enough. Like this is just, they just feel like disappointment happens. They got to be used to it. And they honestly don't feel good enough. That's really one of the symptoms of not feeling good enough is anger. I think um, a couple of thoughts on that. Do you remember last night we were looking at those before and after pictures? Yes. Uh, We were looking at these before and after pictures of this um, new procedure this doctor does, right? And there was a gentleman there that his resting face was a complete scowl. Like his eyebrows were just down. And you know what I'm saying? He just looked like he was... Frowning, and I thought that he's trained his body to do that. That's right, and he looks angry because he probably has. Because he's angry. probably yeah. like that's his expression, you yeah. know. Yeah, the furrowed so, brow. Yeah, definitely. I, I've I've been listening. You and I both listened to um, Dr. Joe Gispanza, yeah. and he talking a lot about the science and uh, moods and mm-hmm. what it does to physically to our bodies physically, right? Because the brain trains your body to yeah. do whatever it wants to do. Hundred percent. And so when you're in a mood that is hopeless yeah you're not going to feel good no it's an overall malaise um i'll tell you i actually have a chart about this it's it's, it's an integrity chart but it, it talks about how emotions are stuck in the body and so when you're feeling fear where does fear affect you it is kind of overall but it kind of affects your your sphincter okay so <laughs> this is funny but um you can't scare the shit out of me is there that you that comes go from? there you go you either exactly i mean that's really it but really? that root chakra if you're living in fear oh, you got okay. fear it like clenches and so you're not able to go or or you're going and you don't want to go it's right. affecting your bowels and so that's the area of the body where fear constricts it it, it clenches down so if you think about yeah. when you were in a mood space Yes. Um, and and you pay attention to it long enough or you get used to it, you've now trained your yeah. body how to react. And your body is reacting to that energy. Right. Yeah. Whether whether you're Conscious. whether nothing is going bad in your day, right. but your body is reacting to the mood yeah. that you've trained it to yeah. to react to. So for instance, if you get sick or you disease. have ailments or things like that. Well, yeah. yeah, like like disease is disease. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean I, I look back and I, God hasn't told me this, but I'm pretty sure I know what caused my cancer. Mm. I know the patterns of thought that I had for years and years mm. and years and living in fear mm. and living in, you know, all these other emotions. Yeah. After a while, and it is science driven, your body has to react. Yes. It can't keep storing negativity. That's right. Because we're not made that it's way. It's going to come out in one way or the other. Mm-hmm. You're either going to express it verbally. And, and when I, you know, with, with people, what, how I do things differently in therapy with people, I'm going to process that. I want to hear that. I want people to cognitively, you know, look at that and express that. And most people, when they really get into what's going on with themselves, they do cry. I mean, they're, they're in touch with themselves at such a level. They really see it and they can have compassion. And they go, oh, my gosh, I really have been stuck in this mood set my whole life. Yeah, you're born into this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 
And that's why affirmation, the words are not enough. No. Because you actually have to retrain your personality to accept what you want. So if you're coming from a space of um, you don't have abundance, but you say I'm abundant, I'm abundant, I'm abundant, and you think the words are going to fill in, you're not training your subconscious. Like you really have to, like you were saying, you have to get into your heart. you got to get into it. And you have to know, Camille is the best at this, you have to know what is your why. Why are you feeling this way? Why has this mood happened? Yes. And the reverse psychology of it is kind of weird how I undo people's... uh, It's an unwanted condition. We'll call it unwanted condition. Okay. I I think we were were just talking about this and you asked me a question. And I think what what I want to talk about is this, um, how fear affects the body. And we kind of talked about that for a second. Mm -hmm. But it does hit the root chakra. And so the root chakra, when you're in fear, you are immobile. Like you're, you're kind of frozen. You're frozen. Like a deer in a headlight. Yes. You're, you're frozen. Yes. So I, I know you may think we're kidding about the butthole, but that <laughs> is the root chakra that we're talking about. You, you can't poop. You're not going to be able to go poop if you're right. afraid. Yeah, truly. Yeah. So so that fear, it, it does affect your sphincter. It is the root chakra of your body. Where do you feel frustration? What's right above the root mm-hmm. chakra? Mm-hmm. Well, it's your sexual organs. It's your sexual arena, right? So that's where frustration is felt. Where do you feel anger? Solar plexus. Solar plexus, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So you, you, you know that when, when you're going through moods and, you know, what, what is helpful is when you take inventory. Okay. Yeah. Where am I feeling yeah. this? Yeah. What part of me is feeling this? Am I, am I fearful? Am I fearful that I'm going to lose someone or I'm going to lose a job or yep. I'm going to lose a relationship? Uh, you know, where is that fear coming from? Yeah. And normally everybody has, like, I've never met anybody that doesn't have, like, a story about, oh, I'm doing this again. You know, gosh, mm-hmm. I, I got fired again, or I got cheated on again, or some bad thing happened to me again. And so what does that mean? And it's always going to be this way. Like, we, we live like that's just how it is, and we can't change it. But Because how many times have we heard people say, well, this is just my life? That's just how it is. Yeah. It's I can't change. how the cards fall for me. Yes. No. Yes. And so what, what you really want to do is process that. So... How do you process that? Well, we sit down and we say, I say to you, what if this is exactly the way you somehow intended this to be? Yeah. And I know that sounds like, well, why the hell would I do that, Camille? Right. I've right. heard that so many times. I'm like, yeah, oxymoronish, right? But what it is is, and I'll talk about myself for it, for example. So I have an unwanted condition. Of, I, I got a little chub on my body. I want to lose some my chubby, right? So I'm chubby. Um, and I've had and I've had weight on me most of my most of my life, really. But if I say to myself, or I, and I've processed myself about this, well, why is being chubby a good idea? Why would I need to be overweight? Why has that served me? How is it helping me survive? And people are like, well, it wouldn't be. I mean, but for me, hmm. I'm kidnapped at age five. This guy grabbed me and lifted me up like that. I, was, I wasn't heavy. You were, I was, you were easy to I be was, picked up. I felt helpless. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you my biggest, I must never experience it ever again because we live life like I'm never going through that again. No, no. Right, I'm right. never going to feel helpless or, or mm-hmm. you know, light ever again. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I look at my pictures and you can see me as I hit six, seven, eight years old, getting fat in the face. I was getting chubby. And so, and I, I that's probably trauma as well. Sexual abuse, trauma. So I'm, my body's adjusting to everything. And my parents, look, you are really messed up if you need therapy. Just saying. I mean, they were farmers. Oh, yeah. They worked at Geneva. My parents, they didn't, they thought I was okay. Just don't talk about it. She won't cry, you know. Mm-hmm. So I love them. But they didn't know how to help me. And so that trauma, I didn't feel safe in the world. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking for 
Um, a mood stabilizer, and I'm not taking medication, what's the mood stabilizer? Carbohydrates, sugar. So it makes you feel grounded. It makes you feel good. It turns into a little bit of a drug. It's a comfort. Like you're, you're, yeah. I'm comfort eating yeah. this little girl, right? And I didn't need that before I had trauma. So when I go, you know, now I'm, you know, my 30s. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My much older friend, you know, now as I go, as I grow up, I'm like, okay, well, I want to lose weight and I'll, I'll work out and I'll, I'll go to trainers, whatever. But again, the results don't happen as quick as I want them to. And I think, oh, see, I just can't lose weight. See, it's just not for me. Until I really process myself and say, well, why am I using this weight? How is it using, how is it serving me? And I'll tell you how it serves me. First of all, I'm not seen as a sex object, okay? I mean, sometimes. Yes, well, she is. But, no, no, no. <laughs> but it's like, I'm not worried a guy's going to grab me and run off with me, okay? Not worried about being kidnapped again. Um, I feel a little more ground, a little more stable, and I feel stronger. I feel like I, it's it's the strength I've got. Sorry, my earring. My but there's also um, a way of screening people. Okay, if people are real judgmental or they're just all about vanity and stuff, they're going to look at me and go, oh, she's chubby or something. I mean, again, people are judgmental like that. I screen those people. So I think, honestly, in a way, it's worked for me, um, and I'm authentic about it. I'm just real on who I am. Right. I think I'm approachable. I think people know they can trust me. I think I'm, and I don't live just to look good, and it's all about my body. I don't want to just be seen as my body. Mm-hmm. Someone said, you're real pretty. I'm like, yeah, but I'm smarter than I am pretty. Like, that would be a compliment to me because yeah. being just a body got me hurt. Yes. Right? Yes. And this guy, when he was trying to approach me when I was walking to kindergarten when I was five, um, also how he enticed me was with this big silver dollar. Mm. It was this huge, I mean, I'm a little five-year-old. It was as big as my hand. This, this You've probably never seen one before. I hadn't. No, I was like, <gasps> so I was, I, I kind of, and I didn't touch it. I didn't take it. I, I kind of didn't, I knew not to. And looking back now, it's like a bribe. It's like, oh, mm. take this money so I can grab you. And he did. He grabbed me. So that, another, again, symbolic thing for me, I don't take money from men for sex. I mean, that, that's what I kind of looked at is, is I can see now this guy had an ulterior motive. It wasn't pure, and I was getting tricked. Money was a trick. Yeah. And so that messes me up with money in a way mm-hmm. and messes me up with my body in a way. So all these things are these resting moods. Like those moods have been in me for a long time. Right. Fear and frustration. and. You know, I learned how to, you know, colon cleanse and stuff like that because I had a lot of fear. And so I would get constipated when I was a kid. You know, all these things. So, and even frustrated, I I was a virgin. I'm a, I was terrified of sex. I can just go through, of course, the, the symptom and I can see how all of this affected my body. Right. Yeah. Right. So trauma does that to our, our systems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when, when people go, I have this unwanted condition, what is the unwanted condition? I say to them, you must need it that way for for a reason. Let's figure out why it's a good idea. Right. Because our bodies will protect. Yeah. Right. And so and that it means emotionally too. Yeah. So if you've been in a situation where you have experienced fear or you've experienced um, yeah. any of those negative feelings, you get to the point where you protect that your body will protect your heart. Right. Which is why sometimes in relationships, you know, you may be maybe one person loves to to be communicative and the other one is like, yeah. okay. so there's a reason there's a reason why one is one way and one is the other. And it's not about the moment, you know, that you're right. It's like relationship trauma, stuff like that. People are living on repeat. Like for me, I would my metabolic state or my resting state in, in mood, in physicality, everything is going to be where I'm feeling the most comfortable and the most safe. Yeah. So everyone goes through that in some way, too. They're right. going to go to their autopilot way mm-hmm. of being because mm-hmm. that's where they feel safe and secure. Yeah. And and 
so the most important thing that we're trying to help you understand right now with yourself, with your moods, is <clears throat> you need to recognize, we all need to recognize why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. Yeah. And what is that preventing for me? Yes. Because if you stay in a state that's in any of these negative feelings, which are fear, frustration, anger, sadness, constriction, dullness, and depression, yeah. you're actually going to cause an effect on your body. Oh, yeah. Whatever that is, yeah. whatever that is, because our bodies are designed to survive, right? right? And if all of this emotion and this negativity in your mood is causing your physical body to react, yeah. it's going to find a way to cope with it. That's right. So what Camille does uh, is let's figure out what, what is it? What is it that is keeping you in these emotions? Yes, and emotions that are causing the unwanted condition, right? Because our... Our emotions are predictive, right? Yes. It's like if, if, I mean, how many relationships do we avoid because I'm never going to go through that again or I don't mm -hmm. dare or I'm not going to, I can't ask someone out. You you see how you, your emotion, like when I say, you want, what do you want to eat? I don't know. Let me think what I feel like, right? right. It's all tied to how we feel. Right. What are you yeah. going to buy for, you know, for to dress or how do you feel in that? Emotions predict our future. They predict our choices right here, right now. And if we're stuck in a past emotion, we're going to continue to choose from that predictable emotion that's safe it may not be effective but mm -hmm. and we might bitch about it we might have our story about it but we're going to stay there because that's there. where we're comfortable and that's what your body is going to react to right your body reacts to what it is used to right. so when you go and make a change emotional changes you may have headaches or you may have some kind of a discomfort in your physical body yes. because your body is not used to yes a reprogrammed that's right you know situation you know i have a client that said to me look it was hilarious, but he said, Camille, I left your office and we had worked through a sexual um, abuse issue when he was a kid. Right. And he left my office, got in the car and took out of the driveway and he turned right back around. And literally I heard somebody running down my hall. He literally had to come back and go to the bathroom so ferociously. <laughs> it was, he said, I have never had the root chakra was cleansed. <laughs> chakra. He said, I had a blowout. I mean, I literally, he said, I was so bad. You didn't know I was, but he told me later, he said, oh, wow. did you hear me running past travel? I said, I heard somebody running. I, um, I know that, uh, well, I've been a single, you've been, you've been a yeah. single mom. Most a, of us, most of us. Yeah. But I've been a single lady and a mom for yeah. a long time. Yeah. And, um, relationships for me have never been as far as like a, another man in my life. Yeah. Has never been a priority. Right. Um, and I always kind of equated that to, well, I, I'm busy making a living, taking care of my kids. I'm more focused on my kids and mm. their feelings than my romance, right? Mm. Um, <clears throat> now, my kids are getting older, and they have their own lives, yes. kind of a thing. But I still, that's still not a priority for me. And I think it's because I don't have, I don't have trust. Mm. You know, and I don't have, yeah. I, I don't, I, I, I don't believe that um, I'm in a place that's going to attract the type of man that I really want. Got it. Okay. So can we do a little work on this? Yeah. Right now? Okay. This, no, that's girl. You're a welcome. Vulnerable. That's right. <laughs> we'll start a session here. Um, so if you look at um, why is it a good idea to be single? What is it you keep yourself out of? Mm -hmm. How does it help you survive? Is there a party that feels like you have a little more say-so or you're in control? Because in the, there has been past where you you would lose power, you would lose freedom. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think we've all had 
relationships, whether it's in a marriage or not, yeah. where um, you you felt like you didn't have a voice, yeah. or maybe you felt like you were controlled, or you felt like you're not yourself, right? You know, and so um, I think to being a single mom, being a single woman, yeah. I can't speak for men because I don't know. But it's always, I, I don't like being looked upon like, let me rescue. Let me, oh, bless your heart. Save let you. me help you. Helpless You've little thing. got five kids. Let me help you. You know, and I'm just like, yeah. I appreciate that. But I, I, I'm I actually, I, I'm I actually a well-thinking, yeah. producing. You're extremely capable. I'm I, sorry. I, yeah. Extremely, very capable. Trust me. This woman, she could run my life. I'd let her run my life. <laughs> I trust her. I'm not kidding. But, so when Camille and I first started talking years ago, we came up with starting mm-hmm. over. But initially, starting over was more directed to finding relationships yes. because, uh, you know, almost 75% of second-time marriages in the U.S. end in divorce. And right. we equate that to you're not clearing That's right. what your moods and emotions are based upon past experiences. So you're taking it with you. Baggage. Yeah. yeah. And so you can... You know, if you're depending upon circumstances or events or people's moods to bring you up and to elevate you, Mm-mm. once I get that new job promotion, I'm going to feel better. Once, you know, this happens, once I get my new car, I'm going to feel better. If you're depending upon an outcome to create your mood, you're always going to be disappointed or it's not going to last. And you're chasing. It's always in the future. Yeah. It's not right now. Well, and that's why with the relationship part that we were talking about with starting over, you're you're looking for something that you don't have in yourself. That's right. And you will always be let down because the newness wears off. And what do you have? Well, and the newness is temporary, like you said. Because who programmed it to be the way it is anyway? We did. Yeah. We forgot we programmed it, okay? But think of a computer. You've got, you've got all these programs that are running in the background. It's been set up to run like that. Mm-hmm. In your world, you know, your paradigm, your your precepts, how you live in relationships started when you were a young woman. Yeah. And our our ideas about money, our ideas about sex, our ideas about, you know, what, what we're good at. Um, we all got put together before we're like, before we're teenagers. You right. Know? So right. we just have forgot what the program is and how, again, you have to sort it out by saying, I'm, I got this, I have this unwanted condition. This is how it's been. I want to change it. Okay. I'm going to take it on. And we're working on some stuff for y'all, mm-hmm. by the way, mm-hmm. but this unwanted condition, what's my mood? You know, are, am I resigned and cynical? You know, am I in despair? Do I look at money and go, oh, it's just never going to happen for me? Right. And so right. you live that life and you don't even attempt to change it. You have moments of bliss where it could happen. And then you just go back to that mm-hmm. automatic way of being mm-hmm. because the automatic way of being has to get reprogrammed. And that's exactly what we're talking about with yeah. your body. Yeah. So your body yes. reacts to what your mind is thinking. Now, if you, if you, you know, live in la la land and you're like, I am rich and I'm abundant, mm. and you have two dollars in your checking account. You know, you, you gotta, you gotta face your reality. Yeah. And so, what that happens is, what happens with that is, you actually sabotage your feelings because you don't really believe what you're saying. Right. And then you doubt that you have the power to change. Right. 